Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, My name is Crystal Sparks, and I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, We're doing like a little mini series here on my podcast. I threw up on my Instagram story, like not actual throw up. That would be disgusting. That would be nasty. (laughs) (laughs) If I like vomited and I posted it. Yeah. Okay. Let's not. Okay. So let me rephrase that. Rewind at the beginning. Hey, this is Crystal Sparks, and we're in a series. And because I put a question on my Instagram of uh, what do you guys want to hear about? And it was really cool. Some of your uh, stuff that you posted. Uh, Emily, who's here with me today. Hi. Uh, she like bombed me with so many questions on there. Yeah. She saw the question There's box. There's so many things I want to hear you talk about. Great. Wow. Truly. We're actually just completely wrecking this podcast. Forget everything you've ever known. Yeah. And it's only a Q&A. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Really? I don't know. No, I don't think so. We'll see how much you like this series. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> um, but hey, if you're new here, uh, be sure and hit subscribe if you haven't already. Because my podcast is really great. I mean, it's awesome. It's not like in the top 100. Maybe not even the top 1,000. It might be your top 100. It might be yours. Your personal top 100. Yeah. yeah. Somebody out there is like, <laughs> dude, I love this podcast. Yeah. My mom, 100%. That's so sweet. Yeah. My mom, would, every time she's like, loves it. That's so nice. So, hey, mom. Thanks for listening. We all need someone like your mom. If Nana, Brian's grandma, could learn how to do podcasts, she would love it. She would love it. She'd be my number one fan. That's true. (laughs) She really would love it. Okay, so we talked about on the last one about practicing hearing God's voice, um, like how to explain it to a friend. And um, just to, we'll tag on to that on the end. So if you didn't listen to that one, um, you want to go back and listen to it. But at the end, we'll do another question somebody asked that was similar to that. But somebody else asked this question is, can people who walk away from God walk back? Um, I thought this was a great question. Um, So we're going to dialogue around this. Can people who walk away from God walk back? I feel like we have debated this. Yeah, in a and different way. it's actually, even in the debate, though, we believe the same thing. It's more about, like, um, do you have the words to be able to communicate what you believe around that? Yeah. To me. Because, like, I know that after how many times we've talked about this, yes. as far as losing your salvation, if yes. you think about it that way. Yes. Because to me, that question... That's what I I think they're talking about. I got triggered super hard the other day because, um, and Emily and I had this long discussion uh, because I was listening to a well-known person and they basically were saying, I'm not going to name call them, but they were basically saying that a person who commits suicide is only able to do so because they never knew God. Wow. And I was like, I so disagree with this. I feel like how can you even say that in light of Judas' life? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like a personal relationship with God is just that personal. And like, and if you've ever battled with mental illness or depression, which I personally have battled with depression and came out of a season of just really suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. I 
a 100% believe that I'm saved. Yeah. I know I didn't actually follow through with the act of suicide, but the thought was strong. And the person was saying that you can't actually follow through with suicide unless there's no light of hope on the inside of your soul. Right. And that hope comes from Jesus. And I'm like, this is the most messed up. I disagree with this a yeah. thousand times over. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a statement you make when you have no relatability right, relatability towards it. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, my initial thought, too, is around, like, even when Satan tempted Jesus, he tempted him with suicide. Yes. Obviously, he didn't follow through with it. That's good, Emily. You know what yeah. I mean? But he did. He said, just throw yourself off this. Which is suicide. Yeah. it's It wasn't... That was exactly what it was. Dang. I never thought about it like that. And he... It and wouldn't be called temptation if it wasn't... He wasn't tempted by it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, actually, I could... I could just jump off this thing and, like, this would all be over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think... I, I think that um, the... I think the toxicity of the faith movement is that if my relationship with God is right, then everything in my life is perfect. Mm -hmm. So I never experience sickness. I never have yeah. a financial lack. I never experience depression. And yeah. that's not true. Um, even when I was going through that season of like really dark depression and like suicidal thoughts, uh, we were in a session together and you were struggling with some things yourself and yeah. not to like call you out, but I'm just <laughs> saying like we both were like going through a really yeah. dark time. Yeah. And the speaker was like, hey, if you're praying and you're in your Bible, then you're not going to be depressed. And I was like, yeah, um, I wanted to lift my hand because we were in a 30 day shred. I was yeah. in the middle of a 21 day fast and I had never been more depressed yeah. and more suicidal in my entire life. I think even in that place of being like, I feel like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing and it's not working. Yes. That made it feel even more heavy. Hopeless. Because I was like, I can't pray this away. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, um, I, I don't know. I, it, salvation isn't obtained by, like, our righteous deeds. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No. And victory isn't brought that way either, whether it's a mental victory that you're battling or a physical victory that you're needing yeah. and so i will just say um i know that that's probably not exactly what that person's saying is like can a person who walked away from god can they walk back and i mean luke 15 says it, yes yeah i mean yeah. prodigal walked away i don't ever think that you can walk too far like you, there's not a f distance that you could walk away that would be too far no. to walk back no and repentance means exactly, it's the picture of just turning around. It's not running all the way back to a certain point. Repentance is turning around. Yes. Right? So as soon as you've, it doesn't matter how far away you've walked, as soon as you turn around, he's right there. Yes. Like you're right back in it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think, I think the, I will say the further you walk, the more hard your heart gets a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's kind of like when you read through an Exodus and it says time and time again, Pharaoh hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then finally it says God hardened his heart. Yeah. But it's kind of like in Romans one, when, uh, Paul writes that they, 
uh, being unwilling to repent, God finally turned them over to their lusts. Mm -hmm. Like whatever they wanted, whether it was gossip, idolatry, fornication, like at a certain point, the further, when I'm willingly doing what I want to do, God's grace is still there, but my heart becomes harder the deeper I get into it. Would you agree or disagree with that? No, 100%. I think it's kind of, it's like anything though, like, um, I hate to diminish it to just a habit, but I think it is like um, habits become a lifestyle and yeah. lifestyles become your identity. Yes. And they are in those things. And so I think once you choose and say like, well, this habit's fine, and then you justify it, then it becomes your lifestyle. I now live a lifestyle of this. I am feeling And life. then it becomes, I am this. Yes. Right? And so with whatever the this is which we've talked about that so many times there's a big time difference with struggling with a sin and identifying with that sin yeah and when it becomes your identity then like you're no longer a christian first you're this and i've seen i've seen people repent from identities Mm -hmm. 100 percent. oh like i'm just saying once it becomes that like if you think in that threefold like step process of habit, lifestyle, there and is. identity, right? Yeah. If you think of it in a three step process that way, each step it becomes harder. Yeah. To like turn around from. Mm-hmm. Um. Only because it's there's more attachments than just like what I do. Yeah. Or what what I'm doing. Yeah. Or and what I've done into what 100%. I am, and that's harder. And so yeah, I I do think. There's it becomes more challenging, but it's not ever impossible. No, and I've seen it so many. And times. And God's grace is always there. Yeah, always. I think there's grace available through all of it. Yes, right. Yes. And how do you access grace? Well, and truly, like you're. Yes, can you walk back? Yeah, but also I think, um, I think we have to be mindful of. To walk back is also going to be denying yourself. Yeah. And so you're still going to have all those same, like, temptations, all those same feelings, all those same, right? Like, on the inside of you. But if you've truly walked away, then it's like, it's going to be a fight to get back. Because there's this war on the inside of you of who who is it you're actually going to serve? Your lust and, like, desires? Or are you going to serve the Lord? Yeah. And there's going to be this wrestling game that you're going to, right? Like, dark and light, like, on the inside of you. Yeah. Because you've been feeding your flesh for a while. Yeah. So it's going to take time. And you think about that. Of, like, when you feed your flesh often. Yeah. Right? How strong it becomes. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're not feeding your flesh, even like a, a one being tempted once, it's like easier to push it down mm-hmm. or to deny it, right? Because mm-hmm. your flesh is weak. You mm-hmm. haven't really been feeding it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think of them as like two dogs, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever ones you're feeding is going to be stronger, right? And yeah. so the less you feed your flesh, the easier it is to deny it. Yes. Right? Yes. And so I think that's that's the whole thing on, on that turning back. Mm-hmm. I I 100% believe on the grace end of things like I've I'll never look at a person and be like well they're way too far gone no I mean well even I think the most beautiful part of Samson's story is that even when his hair was cut and he lost his strength Mm -hmm. it says at the end of his life and his hair began to grow back what is that grace yeah it's just grace it's like he's the god of second chances yeah he's the god of the thousandth chance yeah right yeah I think about like like uh even Pilate 
Mm-hmm. You know, like he was killing Jews before he killed Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at any point, like when he was like second guessing it, right? His wife's telling him like, I don't think we should kill him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did anything wrong, mm-hmm. right? He could have repented then, meaning mm-hmm. like I could change my mind. Mm-hmm. Could be like, we're not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At any point, he could have changed his mind and grace would have been waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think even that paralleled with who uh, Paul was as oh. Saul. He's killing Christians. So they like parallel with each other. He's killing Christians. And what happens? He yeah, does. Yeah, we could go really deep on that. Because was he a believer before he was killing, when he was killing Christians? Or was he actually a believer once he accepted Christ? Um... I'm saying that you can repent even before you're a Christian. Yeah. Like yeah. the first time you accept Jesus is repentance from yes. your old lifestyle. Yeah. So like in both cases, yeah, you have an opportunity yeah. to say like, I actually, well, the I'm same rejecting grace that this. Saves and I want you this. is the grace that cleanses yeah. you, which is, um, I was reading a book by Kenyon yesterday. Um, a little light reading, little E.W. Yeah. Kenyon on the plane. And uh, I love him, his book, uh, The Blood. And he was talking about how the word atonement isn't in the no- New Testament. Because to atone for sin is just to cover mm. sin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually do away with it. Yeah. But in the New Testament, when it talks about our sins, it's that they're cleansed. Wow. And so the difference is, is no longer do we need a day of atonement, right? Yeah. Where they just cover our sins for the whole last year. They're yeah. covered. Yeah. But now Christ has completely cleansed us from it. Yeah. Meaning that we're completely righteous. Yeah. And because we heard a message um, probably about to a year and a half ago or yeah. so and he talked about how when we get to heaven that some people's uh, robes of righteousness will be like stained and some people will be clean and I have meditated on that because I'm like gosh I've messed up so many times since I've been saved like a hundred percent I'm gonna have stained robes and then as I was reading it just like this like reading yeah. through the New Testament as we've started on our 30-day shred I'm thinking, no, like every time I see it is that he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. I think that's such a fleshly view of I heaven. Think it, I think it's a, um, I'm not being mean when I say this, but self-righteous. Yes. Of like, my clothing is going to be Even white. Even in heaven, I'm going to be more righteous than you. Oh, <gasps> Like, that sounds so like Pharisaic mm. to say like. Dang. Yeah. Like. Even when we're all, like, in this, like, in God's presence where it's not even about us yeah. at all. Yeah. It's not. We're still going to be obsessed with comparing we're still, our I'm robes. still going to compare how my life back on earth was better. What? Than yours. Yeah. I feel like that's so small-minded. I think it is, too. Cause I, but I remember when... Because when you're in shame, yeah, you're like, shame talk true. sounds so comfortable. Yeah. And I called you and I was like, dude, have you listened to this? And you were like, yeah, man, like my robes are like fricked up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't even know if I'll have robes. I'm going to be just <laughs> naked out there. <laughs> the restoration of the garden straight up. No, but for real. And I, when I read that, I literally like teared up on the plane. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, Christ didn't just atone for my sin. He cleansed me. And so can a person who walked away walk back? Yeah. 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 Because every day I have to walk back. Yeah. Like every day, like I sin. I 
fall short. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not perfect. Like yeah, I, well, I'm like what Paul says. He's the chief of sinners, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make mistakes. Like I'm not perfect, but every day, like my hope is, is that I'm so sensitive to His voice that when I do fail, when I do miss the mark, that I hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit calling me back. Yeah, yeah. And I know I, when I've messed up, I've never felt the Lord be like, okay, we'll do these things first. Or if you feel tempted again, then you'll have to start all over or like whatever. I've always, as soon as I'm like, God, and I've prayed this too. The the scary part is not, um, as soon as you have the desire to come back to him, Mm -hmm. that's when like, you know, you're in a sweet spot, right? It's when you don't want to go back. That's the scary place. That's when your heart's <laughs> becoming hard. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because when I'm like so far that yeah. you're like, I don't want to do that. And I I've, don't want to forgive that person. I don't want to. I don't really want to. I'd rather keep this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had times like transparency, like full transparency of like, I think I'd actually just rather have this than God. Yeah. And if I was honest with myself, how I felt, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And even in those times, I knew like I was spiritually mature enough to know that's the darkest you could go yeah is when i don't really want god i'd rather have this and so my prayer then like i never stopped praying but my prayer then was like god i help me to want what you want do you remember that song um uh it goes like uh heal my heart and make it clean Open yep. up my eyes to things. To the things uh, help me uh, to love. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Yes. Yeah. Break my heart for what breaks yours. It's a good song. Dude, freaking fire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think that's the key. Is like, not that I live a life where I'm perfect and I've got it all together, but that I live a life where my heart is his heart. Mm-hmm. And like... There's certain things I like there's certain things I can't listen to and things I can't do. Yeah. And Brian will laugh at me sometimes. And I'm like, no, it literally feels like daggers in my me. heart. Like mm-hmm. it physically hurts me, like yeah. pains me. But I think that is the the breaking my heart for what breaks yours. That yeah. Yeah. it's like I'm so sensitive, like I'm, I'm my heart's so close to his heart yeah. that I feel what that action or that behavior what it hurts his heart, it hurts my heart too. And I think how uh, when you stay sensitive to those things, mm-hmm. like you don't try to muscle through it. Yeah. That's uh, increases your sensitivity. Dude, and the opposite is also true. Literally, this uh, I was at this event the other day and um, there were some people at the table having a glass of wine and I was sitting next to a pastor's wife and, and she goes, yeah, she said, you know, I just, I tried for years to build up the tolerance to like wine and I just could never make myself like it. And she said, I just finally decided if I have to make myself like this, then mm-hmm. maybe I just shouldn't like it. And yeah. so she said, I gave myself permission that I'm just never going to be a person that drinks wine. Yeah. And literally the thought you just saying that, I was mm-hmm. like, dude, that's the way we are a sin yeah. is because there's things that when we do them, it literally breaks our heart because it's breaking God's heart mm-hmm. and we build up a tolerance against it. Mm-hmm. And every time it's like, again, going back to Samson's life, like Delilah yeah. wasn't his downfall. Yeah. There were so many things before Delilah that tripped him up, you yeah. know, but each one, I think he just got used to living life however yeah. he wanted and yeah. kept excusing his behavior until yeah. finally it was his actual downfall. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the people drinking wine were living in sin. It does mean no. the analogy means like 
when something is breaking your heart, like God's convicting you of something. Yeah. There's no benefit in like pushing through and trying to make yourself feel no. good doing it. Right? If it's something that's like God's convicted you and you're like you're just not a person yes. that goes to a bar on Saturday night. Right. You're or just not like music just isn't for you or certain shows just aren't yeah, for you. Yeah, sorry, like we're not gonna watch that. I don't watch that. Even if everybody in the office is watching it, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think yeah, it comes down to like I wanna please God. Yes. On things like that, for me, I'm I'm like, I don't, if I feel convicted around it, I love the feeling of being, like, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, when he says something, when he whispers something. Yes. Even when he just feels something, I feel it. Yeah. You're like, ooh. I love yeah. that more than I love anything that could come against it. But that's when you're, like, spiritually healthy. Yeah. Yeah. When you're spiritually unhealthy, you're like, I just want to do whatever I want. I think even unhealthy, I knew yeah. I'm like, I know he doesn't like this, but I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, maybe that's that too right. honest. It's but like willful sin. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, uh, I teach at our college all the time. That there's a difference between sin and transgression. Like there's sins, mm-hmm. like there's things that we're doing right now in our everyday life that we don't even realize are sin, you know, yeah. like areas of pride or whatever. And transgression is when we know it's sin and we're like, I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, I remember coming to my youth leader. I think I was I was 18, so I was like a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've just been, you know, going to these uh, college parties with my friend that was like way older than me, mm-hmm. like already out of college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she was like, are you drinking? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. And she was like, well, you are 18. And I was like, I don't see a problem with it. I think it's just fun. Yeah. And I was, like, telling her all the things I was doing, and I was like, it's all just fun. Mm-hmm. Fully, like, unaware, I mm-hmm. guess, that, like, oh, what I'm doing is actually, like... Sin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, against the law. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Which you're supposed to obey the laws of the <laughs> yeah. land. But yeah. So, it's just, like, things like that, right? Fully, yeah. Full-on transgression. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. great. Okay. <laughs> Um, so her second part of her question is, is there any such thing as being unworthy? I think we just covered, kind of covered that, but yeah, we're all unworthy. Yeah, I think with the rags. Yeah. I think if you think you're worthy, then you are. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you access God's grace through humility, that you can't receive something when you don't think you need it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like... That's why when someone isn't, uh, it's a red flag, like, medically, if someone is never hungry. Mm-hmm. Because they're, like, you should eventually get hungry or you're never going to get the nutrients you need. Yes. And I think in, like, with that compared to worthiness, is like, if you think you never need forgiveness or you never need God's help in order to, like, become righteous. Yeah. Then it's, like, not being hungry. I can't remember if it was Chesterton or Spurgeon, but they said that all preaching is supposed to be is one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's yeah, so good. That is good. Because true communication of the gospel isn't my robes are clean and yours are dirty. Right. 
right? But I'm not telling you where I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I've I've fallen short. I've messed up, and I'm just telling you where I found bread. Yeah, like one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. I just I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, how beautiful that is. Yeah, and I pray that I speak from that position and mm-hmm. not like, man, I've got. Let it me all tell together. you all the things I know. Yeah, if you and I think I did for a season. Yeah, I thought there was like a formula to things, and now. I'm, like, so broken that I'm, like, no, I actually don't know. Do you find, like, um, because I have a thought, but I I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. Around, like, now speaking out of, like, um, out of uh, maybe the awareness of, like, I need these words that I'm saying right now. Yeah. Do you find, like, more breakthrough in those messages than the messages you preached before where you're, like, Oh, yeah, this is good. Somebody needs this. Yeah. Well, Instead I of, it, I need this. It's like self-righteousness versus true righteousness. But did you feel like a different breakthrough in the room? I feel like there has been. I feel like I'm, like, on a different level. To me, I feel like that feel in the like room. That. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way as a worship leader, too, uh-huh. of, like, I used to sing songs and have no clue what I was saying. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I, even songs I've written. Yeah. That I was like, I didn't. I fully know what that meant. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, obviously there's levels of awareness, but I would say now I would lead a song when I sing like, um, health, uh, what is it? The What's the hell song? <laughs> hell song. Oh. No, on, I think God on the bridge, you know, and it says, um, hell lost another one. I'm yeah. free. Yes. Yeah. Like when I sing that, that's not just like a, dude, I was singing vampy song bridge and, uh, City Light with uh-huh. Javen Chavez. We were there and we sang that song and depression started knocking off of me. Like yeah. that song is strong. Yeah. Like that declaration is so yeah. strong. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I think when you know, you're like, yeah. every song is about me. Yes. Like I am the person and every song that's like needs God. Well, because like, we have a him. hero complex, right? Like we hear the story of David and Goliath and we automatically script ourselves as David and yeah. not as Saul at the back of the camp. Yeah. Like, or the brothers that are ridiculing David. Yeah. Like we always, we love to make ourselves as like the strong victorious one and yeah. not seeing, no, I'm just a beggar telling another beggar where I found yeah. bread. Like actually I'm, it's like it's like this thing, right? I'm unworthy, but because of Christ, I am now fully worthy. Mm-hmm. It's like um, I sent it to you yesterday. Um, if God declares that you are righteous, what business you have to condemn yourself? Mm. That hit me so hard. Yes. Because I recognize that I'm unrighteous. Yeah. But at the same time, on the there's both are true, right? On mm-hmm. the same thing. In one breath, I am unrighteous in and of myself. There's nothing good. But Christ has declared me righteous. Mm-hmm. And so what business do I have to condemn myself? Yeah. And I just love that so much because I recognize it with my own, my own good deeds are filthy rags, yeah. which that actual word in the original is menstrual rags. It's like your period, nasty, bloody cup. 
poured yeah. out. Nobody wants that, man. No, it's the people that don't use a bloody cup. <laughs> and their trash is full of, like, bloody, nasty old tampons. Yeah, oof. Those. That's nasty. People that use a bloody cup, we don't have any menstrual rags. Yeah, we don't have menstrual rags, but so, we have a nasty All you cup. other dirty people out there. All y'all. <laughs> all y'all. Self-righteous. <laughs> bloody cup righteous. Um, but it's like... It's like I, it's they go hand in hand. Yeah, I recognize that in and of myself, there's no good thing. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I'm made worthy because of the perfect sacrifice yeah. of Christ. Yeah, and He's not atoned for my sins, but He has completely cleansed me from my sins. Yeah, and that is what makes me worthy. I think it's just the forgetting Christ, right? Yeah, and that's why I love our core value. Jesus is our message. Yes, because it's like no matter where you go. It's like, that's the answer. Yes. And it's a cliche because it's true. Yes. Like, yeah. it is. But it's so overlooked. Like, it's so like, overlooked by people. I'm like, um, <laughs> because the truth is you haven't been made worthy. Yes. It's good. But when you do it without God, that's the sucky part. Oh, man. Don't do it without God. <laughs> so, okay. So, on the last one, I talked yeah. about hearing God's voice and um, just practical ways for people to hear from hear God's voice. But one of the person, uh, one of the persons um, on my Instagram question thing, you guys were so good at putting these in, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> um, they said how to know if it's God's voice speaking and not your own thoughts. And I thought maybe you might have something to share on that, Emily. Yeah. Like, what would you recommend to somebody to how to know that it's like God actually speaking and not your own thoughts? I feel like I have a few initial thoughts around that. I had this problem a lot whenever I was first, like, because I grew up in church and people would be like, what did God say? Mm -hmm. But we also didn't teach, like, hearing God's voice in our church. You know, have school prophets or Holy Spirit. No, No, we didn't have any of that. I always say to people when they ask me this question, is uh, that you heard God's voice before you were ever born. Like before you ever heard your your mom and your dad's voice. I love when you say that. You heard your uh, you heard his voice uh, like before you ever heard your own cry, right? And so like his voice, just like his voice created the heavens and the earth, he created you mm-hmm. with a word. Yeah. And so his voice should sound so familiar to you. Yes. It actually sounds more familiar than your own thought. Yeah. And so it is why some people, like, uh, overthink that. It's like it shouldn't feel that easy, mm-hmm. but it really is. Well, and I think, too, I think for people, um, like, having some people in your life, like, shout out to community groups at our church. Yeah. Um, but no matter where you're listening to this from, like, get a group of people around you that you can talk about God with. Mm-hmm. And you can even just bounce it off, like, hey, I feel like God's saying this. Yeah. What do you think? Like, because you see Samuel and Eli had that kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's good for us to have people to just, like, bounce off of with yeah. each other of, like, hey, I feel like God's saying this. What do you think? Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know? I also heard um, someone say at school before that, like, the more we become like Christ, like, the we would get the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I used to pray, like, give me the mind of Christ, like, that I think like him. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I think his thoughts Yeah. and like, as we pray that I would pray like God anoint my imagination yeah. so that like things that I imagine 
are also on your mind. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so I think with things like that, each of those were like different steps along my journey that were breakthrough for me on hearing God's voice mm-hmm. and like discerning. Cause I always was like, I just must've thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, okay, if I know the attributes of God, what he's like, mm-hmm. then it's easy to know if it's him speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I know you really well, mm-hmm. and I can read something that was typed in, though, like, oh, did she type that out, or mm-hmm. was it Pastor Brian? Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know what he's like. The more I know what he's like, the more I know, like, when he's speaking. That's good. If it sounds like him. Yeah. You know, it's like um, the first time I ever asked this question, my youth pastor, when I was in seventh grade, he told me, it's like our dogs, like, uh, he was like, no matter how far they run away, I can just say their name as, like, in my normal voice, and they know it's me telling, me calling them, mm-hmm. right? And they'll start running from really far off, right? And he was like, they know my voice so well mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter, like, if it was loud or if it's quiet, they just come. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you know him, yeah, you know, you know your master. Yes the easier it is like to hear him when he's speaking. Yes. And like, and so is that it's, I think that thought is what made me be like, I just want to know really what it was like. Yeah. Like, well, how did Jesus really respond to people? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how he's responding to me. Yeah. His character is the same. Yeah. And to the people around me and the people in my life. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. And knowing that, like, if you know what he's like, right then you can determine like oh uh within what people are saying oh does that sound like him mm-hmm. or does it not mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not the god i know mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. even coming here to one church mm-hmm. and i was like as soon as i heard i heard pastor brian speak at a launch team meeting about generosity and i was like he knows the same god i know <laughs> oh that's so sweet he knows my god is generous yeah he knows the same one I know. And so I think the more that you know God. And you're the... like, yeah, I'll be a part of this church. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I could talk about that for days. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Find out what he's like. That's Read good. Read your Bible. Actually. Talk to people that, yeah. you know, that yeah. know his character. And I always, like, do the, I at the beginning, I would do, like, the fruit of the spirit test, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as I would hear something, I would put it against the fruit of the spirit. So yeah. is it loving, mm-hmm. kind, joyful? Yes. All of those things. Yes. All of them. Yeah. Right? And, and anything outside of those is not. So right. as soon as you hear a condemning voice that's like, you freaking suck. You yeah. are never going to get this right. Yeah. Right? Is that fit inside the fruit of the spirit? No. no. Yeah. But people think sometimes God's telling them that. That's good. And it's Satan. Because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. So as soon as it's stealing (laughs) things and it's a destructive voice, it's not God. No. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Well. Well. Thank y'all for hanging out. We love y'all. Love y'all. Thanks for uh, being here on my podcast. We've got Sisterhood coming up uh, March 9th and 10th. So excited. When you're listening to this, we are close to opening up tickets. And so. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to love the workshop. Dude. I'm for so real. excited for Sisterhood. Yes. It's going to be really good. I mean, they're going to love all of it, but I just feel like these people, they really want to be at the workshop too. Really? Yes. 
So take Great. off work. It's wow. going to be Friday in the morning. Uh, Friday so. the 10th, March 10th. Yes. Yes. And so. we will feed you lunch. And then come to the evening. Yeah. Either of the evenings. It will be but so good. you're going to want that. I'm so excited Promise for you. it. I love sisterhood. Me too. I know it's not your favorite thing we do, but. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Emily says everything's her favorite. So I'm always like, I don't yeah. know what your favorite actually is because we'll do something. And she's like, this is my, my favorite. favorite thing. And I'm like, you said that about the last thing. So, <laughs> but currently she's looking forward to sisterhood. She's like, It's like favorite. how God is with us. He's like, this is my favorite daughter. Yeah. This is my favorite daughter. I love her. <laughs> That's the way you are with uh, yeah. one church events. Yeah. 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 I understand. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, uh, be sure to mark your calendar and Emily will put details down below. And so that way, whenever uh, tickets go live, uh, you can grab yourself one, grab one for a friend. And like she said, you can join us for that workshop. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I cannot wait to see all that God does. As always, share this podcast with somebody that you love. Help us get the word out so we can help others. We love you guys. Have a great week. I hope you got so much out of today's content. Can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on any new content here on my podcast? Also, one of the best ways for people to find my podcast is by you. If you will, share this podcast on your social media or maybe text it to a friend and help me get the word out so we can help others. Also, everything you need to know about today's podcast will be available down in the show notes. I also have a link for you to stay subscribed to my emails so you never miss out on anything that I have going on. So, hey, thank you so much for being here and let's do something awesome for God this week.